series, uh, and I want to preach a message entitled, Something Has to Change. Something has to change. Something has to change. And there are some other scriptures that I'll be giving you shortly to argue this point. I've, I've been noticing that there is a level of immaturity that's permeating our society. Immaturity. There's a level of immaturity that's permeating our society. When I consider the things we laugh at, it shows me that we are an immature society. And those of us who are, you know, middle-aged, the things that we see people do in the day, we couldn't imagine our, seeing our parents do those things. Our parents knew how to dance. But I just couldn't imagine seeing my mama at age 45 twerking on Facebook. Immature. Now, 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 some of you may be upset with me, but the truth of the matter is our kids don't respect us because we don't seem to respect ourselves. Do, do you remember a time when you would see your teacher in the grocery store? And it was almost as if you'd seen God. Somebody say amen. Do you, do you remember a time? If you saw Miss James in the grocery store, man, you walked up to her with reverence. You know why? Because she carried herself with reverence. We're immature. We 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 argue about pissed. Immature. The things that get us angry and cause us not to like one another. Just immature. It amazes me in this day and age that there are people, grown people, who don't like each other. For no reason at all. When I woke up this morning, God showed me something. He said, He said, he said, some people like Coke, other people like Pepsi. Yeah. Some people like Burger King, some people like McDonald's. Uh, and none of us get mad with nobody else for not liking what we like. So why do we get upset when we figure out that we're not someone's cup of tea? If you see it too, because if you don't see it too, I gotta preach a little bit hard. Do you see immaturity in our society? And I gotta share this with you that getting older doesn't mean you get more mature. Somebody say amen. Oh yeah, you can be 50 years old and still have the mind of a child. Say amen. Man, I've been watching this and it bothers me. I know that all of us have sinned come short of the glory of God. Yeah. By no means am I casting dispersions on you and not looking at my own self. But the things we laugh at. Do you not know? This video of this preacher went viral. And everybody's talking about it. And you've got to understand how jealous Jesus must be. That we're talking about the sins of men and making it go viral and not talking about the goodness of Jesus and making that go viral. Immature. And God is saying, we got to grow up. We got to grow up spiritually. I've been paying attention. I've been paying attention. And if you've been paying attention, you can't help but notice that all that most of us seem to have an appetite for 
are things that have entertainment value. Touch your neighbor and say, I promise you it gets better. I promise you it gets better. You're going to have something to shout about it. But I got to set the stage. In this day and age, Pastor Jaquan, most of us, the only thing we are interested in is stuff that entertains us. If we can't laugh at it, if we can't sing or dance to it, if we can't get high off of it, we don't want it. So I say amen. amen. And to be clear, there's nothing wrong with needing to be entertained sometimes. But when that's the majority of what we crave and consume, that's like eating nothing but dessert when you have a five-course meal in front of you on the table. It tastes good, but it ain't good for us. Somebody say amen. Here's the deal. We like being entertained. And we even love to entertain. But I got one question for you this morning. When was the last time you entertained God? When was the last time that you've been in the presence of God and gave him something other than a prayer request? When's the last time? When, when is the last time you talked to God without giving him what you need? Y'all not helping me preach. When's the last time? When? Matthew 6 and 33 said, but seek ye first the 
the whole crowd today, but I, I need five of y'all who need the presence of God just to shout unto God right now. He said, God, I need your presence. I need your presence more than I need a car. I need your presence more than I need a house. I need your presence more than I need money. I need your presence. I need your presence. And there's a scripture. It's in 1 Samuel chapter number 4. Where it proves how important the presence of God is. Somebody say, me, oh, touch somebody says, something got to change. Something got to change. Something got to change. And let me say something. When I say something has to change, I'm not talking about just something around you. I'm talking about something in us as well. Touch somebody and say, something has to change. And let me go ahead and clarify before I go deeper into this shape. The problem with a lot of us is, is that we only read scriptures that hold us up in our thinking. We don't read no other scripture that challenge our thoughts. Y'all not having me here. Whatever we're doing, even if we're doing the wrong thing, we can find a scripture that will substantiate us in our mess. Y'all not gonna like me. You 
we can become so victorious in life that we forget the source of the victory. Touch your neighbor and say, don't forget the source of your victory. I know you got smooth sailing right now, but don't you forget that it was the Lord who brought you over. Y'all not helping me preacher. It was the Lord that did it. And if you go out there by yourself, things can turn around in a heartbeat. They went into battle with cocky. Y'all not
there's nothing wrong with my ability to do it. Something's wrong with the person who's asking. Y'all not going to help me. He said, because it seems like every time I get you out of some stuff, y'all ain't going to like me. I understand. I don't care. Phineas' wife 
She was present. She was pregnant with a child. It was almost time for her to give birth. Y'all missing this. Almost time for her to give birth. She's, she's about to give birth. And I want you to see this thing in the spiritual realm because I don't want you to just think about birthing a baby. I, I want you to think about birthing anything that God has promised you. She's about to give birth to a baby. And maybe some of you are about to give birth to a business or, or a book or a relationship or a promotion. She here is pregnant, about to give birth. When she hears the news that her husband has been killed, she hears the news that her father-in-law has died. And then she hears the Ark of the Covenant is gone. Verse number 20 says, at about the time of her death, y'all missed this. She's about to give birth. But in one verse, it switches from a celebration over birth to now a death. All because the presence of the Lord is gone. Something changes 
inside of me. And my change can't be predicated on what anybody else does. Y'all missed a good place to say amen. It can't be predicated on who don't like me. Y'all, 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 y'all not gonna help me. If my change cannot be predicated on who hasn't forgiven me yet. Y'all, y'all missed a good place to shout. My change can't be predicated on things I've done in my past. My change has, has to be predicated on the fact that I know I got a future in Christ Jesus. Do me a favor and open up your mouth and say, God, work on me, work on me, work on me. You, you, you're not going to say it if you don't really mean it. But somebody shout, God, I need you to work on me. Work on me, work on me, work on me. And Father, you're saying work on me. Do me one last favor and grab a neighbor by the hand and tell him, wow, God is working on me. I need you to be patient with me until God gets through with me. Touch him out tell him something has. Something has to change. Something has to change. I, I can't continue to live like I've been living and expect God to bless me. If you really believe that something got to change in your life, I dare you to stand up on your feet and put yourself on front street. So the next time we see us doing the same thing, one of your neighbors will check on you and say, I thought you were changing your life. Y'all don't even know what to praise God about. And I'll never forget when I went to jail. When I went to jail, when I was 19 years old, Keith, something happened. Something happened. Something happened. And God brought it back to my remembrance. I went into that jail as an arrogant man who had no remorse for what I had done. And I was excited, earnestly excited, about knowing I had been arrested and being able to walk back on the street with some extra street cream. You don't want to mess with me because I've been to jail. I was so arrogant that I went to the jail with a suit on. Y'all not gonna help me. I went to jail with a suit on. I was booted and suited. I thought I was OJ Simpson. I walked in there and I turned my own self in. Because here's what I thought was going to happen. I thought I was going to turn myself in. They would give me bond and I would immediately be released. I thought I was going to walk in there in a suit. No, sir. Take off all your clothes. I 
Boston. They balled my suit up and put it in a brown paper bag. And they brought me an orange jumpsuit. I was shocked out of my wits. Here I am, walking in, looking like a citizen. But now I'm standing in jail, looking like a common criminal. They ushered me in the cell block B5. I remember it like yesterday. As I was walking down, people were yelling at me and screaming at me. I was immediately scared and my arrogance flipped upside down. No longer did I have an inflated ego. I was worried about my life. And can I stop right here parenthetically and tell you what God is allowing some of you to go through right now is not meant to kill you. It's meant to bring you back to a place where you know you need him. Are y'all helping me here? It was smelly. Yeah. It had stains on it. 
days. God is about to give you another opportunity. Can you do me a favor and high five your neighbor and say, neighbor, God is about to give you another chance, another chance, another chance. And what are you going to do with that chance? You got to change. You got to take off the old and put on the new. you got some changes that need to be made in your life. I need you to stand on your feet right now. And I need you to lift your hands in this sanctuary. And I need you to cry out on the God to change you. Come on, do it. to come. 
understand what your problem is. Is there anybody other than me that can thank God right now that he knows your problem? He knows your problem. You got one. He knows your
whatever it is that's holding you back, and give it to God. Say, God, you have it. Whatever, whatever happens, it happens. I've been doing some reevaluations in my own life. I, I'm 45, and I just realized that this could possibly be my midlife crisis. Something is happening in this room. It's happening in this room. 